0: Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the summoner's call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. I uh, had some issues with
1: livestock this week, but we'll discuss that later.
0: Livestock? Are you. Is this. Oh, okay. I. <laughs> Did you take up farming? Uh, man, that's uh, quite the hobby. My my father's a farmer. Not, not quite Okay. farming. All right. Well, we will, uh, as Eddie said, we will get to that in just a little bit. But uh, before that, we're going to talk about the banners that are currently running. We've got the Weekly Revival Banner 19, as well as the new Power Banner, running until the 15th of July. Goddesses' Servants, running until the 17th. Tempest Trials Plus, going to the 18th. Elysian Summer going to the 19th. That's a Special Heroes Revival. Summer Vibrance going until the 4th. That's one of the new banners running for the Summer Heroes. And finally, the second new Summer Hero banner, Summer's Dream, which runs until the 6th. We're going to be talking about those heroes in just a little bit. Eddie, how did your summoning go? Ah, well,
1: early on in my hunt, I got a good, decent number of 4-star boosts. Uh, I think I even a picture of one where I got, like, uh, three or four four-star heroes on one ring, and I think half of them were boosts, uh, but had some luck there, and fairly early got a five-star Ogma and Sita. I did also end up getting a four-star Agma at one point, but um, the goat twins were being a little stubborn on me. Uh, among all that summoning, I did get uh, attacked a lot by three houses. Uh, I got a Hilda... Yeah, I, in the one where I got three five-stars, I got a Hilda... Uh, Ingrid and a um, sword heart. Uh, I believe the sword heart, uh, sword Reinhardt, was a uh, four star boost there, but still, I got three, four, five stars on one ring. Uh, you know, and also got a couple of Flains and female bileth while hunting. Uh, eventually, I uh, came back later and did initially uh, did eventually get both of them. Or uh, I guess are they siblings? I can't remember if Freya and Frey are actually siblings or twins, full on oh. twins,
0: but. I know they're siblings, brother and sister, but I don't Yes. Don't know if they say they're twins. I know they're
1: definitely siblings. I can't remember for sure if they were twins or not, but Well the the goats were giving me some trouble, so that was where I was having my livestock issues.
0: Yeah. I, I could tell you this from experience. Uh goats on a farm. Um yoga goats, sure, no problem. Uh that's all good. But one goat, they're the most annoying things you could have on a farm because you know what they do as soon as you get home from off the school bus all you hear from down that laneway is and it's Mm -hmm. just annoying you know so you know goats are fine you have a lot of experience with yoga goats uh actually just a little bit of experience with you they didn't do yoga on me they were doing yoga on their own time but um i've i've been around i've been to a goat farm where they have a bunch of goats And like, I think it wasn't, they do, they did goat yoga, but, uh, when I was there, they were just doing sort of like, um, goat therapy where they like unleash all these really cute goats around you. And you just sort of like (laughs) mingle with with the goats. And, uh, it was, it was a really interesting experience, but no, when I was growing up, I lived on a farm. We had one goat. Um, I don't know why we had one goat, but it would eat anything. Including the shirt off off your back, uh, it would literally try to oh, eat your shirt. I've
1: heard that. I've heard that about goats. They'll eat anything.
0: Yeah, they will eat anything. And uh, yeah. So, anyways, that that uh, story aside, uh, I did not get any goats uh, on my summoning, but I did decide to jump into the new summer banner, and I did get uh, a Ceda plus Plumeria pretty quickly. Um, but at this stage, oh. I yeah, nothing else to report.
1: Were you? Hoping for the goats or were you really just wanting Sita?
0: I think I, I did want, you know, on these sort of summer banners or any banners for that matter, I like to get like one hero off of them. But uh, yeah, okay. I was looking for the goats as well. And Ogma, ma- mainly Ogma because of his, uh, just his delivery, his line. I thought, you know what? <laughs> you're y- I'm going to try to summon for you. But um, I didn't get any luck with, with anybody else besides Sita and Plumeria. I think I got a pity break of a, a Shinon um, as I was trying to pull colorless for, um, okay. Freya. Yeah. No luck. So, uh, okay.
1: at this stage, did you stage, ever yeah. decide if you were going to go back for Mercedes or did you? Give well, up on
0: her? it's funny you mentioned that as soon as uh Shinon popped up, I'm like, all right, taking a break on this one and I'll, I'll build some orbs up, go to the other one and, uh, no luck, uh, getting Mercedes on the other summer banner at this stage, I might have to think about pooling my orbs until the brave heroes get announced, but I'm Uh, a little,
1: want that gatekeeper.
0: Yeah, I do. I do kind of want gatekeeper because he's the, he's the meme unit of this round. And I think that, I think that we have, I'm, I'm curious to see what that will be like. He might like, you know, he's going to be good, but how good? I, I have no idea. Um, (laughs) <laughs> or what he's gonna look like <laughs> you get to, get to see his face i don't know probably not they'll probably stick pretty close to the original design but
1: probably yeah and marth finally gets his due in the brave banner i believe and with him
0: we get to pick one though right. so i guess like i don't necessarily need to you know save all my orbs but at this stage i i think i'm gonna take a bit of a break from summoning because these summer hero banners are here until like start of august so we've got We've got some time, and uh, you know we're going to talk about the next resplendent hero. And you know, I'll, I'll probably end up subbing to Fay Pass again before uh, before these summer banners go. So we'll have a couple more orbs coming my way. So I'm I'm cool. I'm fine with what I've got from these two summer banners, but um, I kind of do want Agma, and I know he is the four star unit. So maybe maybe I might throw some more orbs that way. But at this stage, I'm pausing efforts because uh, thanks to good old Shinon, so.
1: And also I remember uh you were a big fan of Erica so you might want to try and get her since she got her she's getting her brave unit.
0: Yeah. I think I do need to save up orbs cuz here's the thing about these special heroes they're fun in the moment but they really do have a short life uh, a, a short shelf life for me in my teams. Like they're usually around for their respective tempest trials and their arenas but they they just kind of fade into the background and that's usually how I convince myself to stop jumping back in because I'm like eh, yeah they just they just fade in the background like wh- when you get your favorite hero for the first time in the game that's different right or, or maybe your first upgrade to your favorite hero like a legendary or a mythic version that's different um, but I find with these sort of some some of these like special heroes they don't necessarily stick around for me as, in my as in my mind when I'm playing right. the game
1: Special heroes can be unique and it does seem that special heroes are the only way we are getting duo heroes at this point, or, uh, I guess harmonized heroes, which is what this one would be a harmonized hero. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is, they're not meant to be high power units, you know? So it's understandable that they tend to fade unless they're your favorites, you know? But, uh, speaking of things fading, we did finally get a new calendar. So, uh, because... Because there's not much going on in game next week, Uh, the current plan is uh, not to have an episode. So we'll we got two weeks to cover here, uh, and some of the stuff will fade before we even come back. Uh, But um, starting, we have a set of limited hero battles starting on the 12th, and a bunch of summer banner revivals coming up. Uh, One on the 13th, one on the 15th, and one on the 17th. We got a hall of forms on the. New round of holoforms forms on the thirteenth with that first summer banner. An infantry, a set of infantry strike quests on the fourteenth. On the fifteenth with the second summer banner, we have Leon and Erica bound here battle revival and a new skills banner for null skills on the sixteenth. A new round of colosseum and ordeals quest revives after that uh, second bound here or that final summer revival banner on the nineteenth. Uh, uh, actually, no, that revives. Sorry. The Coliseum and Ordeals quests, I let me double check. Yeah, those are on the 18th. I forgot to note that those are specifically on the 18th because they arrive the day before the next set of new heroes and all that entails, forging bonds, uh, login bonus, all that, um, on the 19th. And the associated grand hero battle with that uh, new banner is on the 20th. The Lin and robin Focus Legendary Hero Remix, uh they don't really focus on these, but you know, they're the ones who got the new skills this month. Arrives on the twenty second, with another skills banner on the twenty-third for solo skills. There's a round of pawns of Loki on the twenty first, following up the one that's currently running. And that is it, I think. I almost feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh yeah, IS finally remembered Land Conquest. I mean Grand Conquest, which is making its well, its return on the
0: twenty fourth. Hmm. Not to be forgotten, uh, but never to oh, be Oh, I, I
1: forgot about it years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, and following up such a wonderful event, you've got the next Resplendent hero, which is Amelia Rose of the War, arriving on July 25th after uh, Resplendent Merrick. Amelia is wearing armor based on Jotunheimer, a realm that appears in Book 5. These are the... This is the realm of um, Dagger and Knot, right? I'm remembering that correctly.
1: Uh, yes, Dagger and Knot are from Jotunheimer. <laughs> this is their.
0: Sorry, no, I accidentally I clicked on her voice.
1: Something up? <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> it, she, it surprised me. I was like, Where, "Where's this audio coming from?" Um, no, I'm looking at the uh, Fae Pass website. Uh, they do. Uh, her quote is, Jotunheimer is the land of the Jotnar." Right? They're so big. Talk about impressive. So I'm guessing. They're talking about the, the, the giant ladies. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I got to say, you know, we're going to talk about, um, as you put it, the plot armor. But I think she looks awesome. She looks really great. Oh, huh? I'm not arguing that she looks awesome. Um, I'm
1: just saying, yeah, I'm ta- I've made a joke in Discord, and I'm going to reiterate here. She's wearing strong plot armor in this design. And when I looked back, I realized, because you never really see her legs when you're looking at her, because it's hidden by all the skills and stuff, uh, she had plot armor on her legs to begin with, but this one has her stomach open. And in someone like Sarja, whose armored unit for, you know, chits and gigglies, it's, yeah, she's not going to wear actual armor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? But Amelia is a character that, if I recall correctly, is strongest as a general or a knight and a general. I mean, she's a one of those uh, recruit characters, so she starts young, you know, small and weak. And if you really build her up, she works, from what I recall, amazingly as a general. And is actually supposed to be an armored unit, more or less. So, you know, I prefer the Effie style thing where. Yeah, they might form fit it a little more than logic would dictate, but she's actually wearing armor. Or Gwendolyn, who's wearing armor,
0: you know, as mm. an armored unit. Well, I'll say this. She's got a rad, giant red cape, and uh she's in her attack arm or attack art, she's got a big axe with a chain, sort of god of war style wrapped around her arm as she uh as she swings this big giant axe. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's an amazing look. I'm just pointing out the fact that you know
1: she's running around with bare legs and bare guts. Yeah, as now, an armored unit,
0: it, for sure. Now the thing is, like, I, I'm I'm trying to remember if we've seen any of these because I remember from the GBA Fire Moon we played when you when you have a general, they do have an axe that they kind of like throw, and it's yeah, attached they have to a that chain. chained
1: axe thing. Yeah, yeah. They have so, the- but, Chainbacks where they like throw it and then pull it back. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, her, I like is it. Is her chained? I didn't miss that part detail. If it is,
0: uh, it's just it's. It, I see it in her, um, in her special art as well. Like it's wrapped around her sort of arm there, and it's present in her right. attack art as well. But it's not as clear as if it's attached to her arm or whatever. But yeah, no. Uh, she'll be available July twenty fifth after uh, Resplendent Merrick and uh, look forward to that. But, Eddie, that brings us to our main Faye event. Well, oh. Actually, we do have one more thing before that. Um,
1: it happened, it started, I didn't mention it in the calendar because it had launched before we started, but we have the current revi- new hero revival going on uh, with the um, servant, church servants back as well as the forging bonds back for it. And right now on Twitter until the 15th, uh, the voting for the next one is running between Mirabilis and More, Despair and Hope,
0: Reagan and More, and Shared Purpose are the four choices. Mm. So, and that's a current Twitter poll. Do we know where the where the standing is right now as of this um, we'll Let me pick one
1: to vote for. I'm not that worried about it. Oh, <laughs> I got to log in, so I can't vote.
0: Uh give give me this. I didn't see it.
1: But yeah, I can't really. Uh, maybe I could have seen the results without I voting, see. but.
0: Oh, sometimes you can. I'll I'll vote yeah. for Mirabella some more. So right now the current winner is Reagan and Moore. Or or current current leader is Reagan and Moore with thirty-six point six percent of the vote. Now mind you, that is just the English account. I think they combine the uh the English and Japan Twitter account results and then yep. choose a winner that way. So um but there you go. That'll yes. be closing soon. But yes, new summer heroes to talk about, Eddie. Are you excited? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. It's, D- it's not Lissa, so, I mean, <laughs> I have limited excitement. It's still not Lissa. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's always next year, and the year after that, and maybe the year after that. So, I mean, hey, I, I've got a better
1: chance than uh, Opera does in getting a summer Chris, because the likelihood that they're going to do two uh, Arcania two arcania summer banners in, in a row, two years in a row, are pretty slim. Only three houses gets that treatment. As we mentioned earlier, we got the goat siblings, Freya and Freyr, which is actually the first appearance of Freyr. Uh, so we might actually get a hint of what if we ever get a uh, mythic version of him, what he might have on him. As well as Ogma, Sita with Plumeria, and, uh, as a harmonized hero. And Norn is a Tempest Trial unit. Uh, So we're starting with Freya, the Fleeting Summer. The Queen of the Delcalfar shows up in the Summer Banner and is insulted that us lowly humans would look at her in this outfit and joins on this banner as a Colorless Beast Cavalry unit. She wields the Bright Mare Horn, which on top of the standard cavalry, Cavalry Beast features, plus two attack and attack defense minus... Four and no follow-up on foes, plus to attack on her and the uh, debuff on the for the other two on foes during combat as part of the Cavalry Beast features when she's transformed. While transformed, it also grants her speed plus three, and if she has a quarter of her health or more, it grants her plus five to the battle sets during combat. Uh, as well as if she has more speed than her enemy, it reduces damage during combat and from AoE specials, excluding worker specials, of course by four times the difference. If she is transformed while hitting that health threshold of 25% or more, she also neutralizes skill that prevent, neutralizes skills that prevent her follow-up attacks during combat. As is common with these units, while they don't get most of their mythic powers, uh, she does bring her unique mythic skill of binding necklace with her, but does not have any actual new skills. She does, ha- for, however, have glimmer, tier 4 attack speed sw- solo, in fatal smoke, a little bit of words, I'll learn how to say them once in a while.
0: There were a bunch of words, and uh Freya is in the game once again um as you said yeah. her she's got a she turns into a goat, so you guys have that yeah. to look forward to <laughs> uh as we explained earlier. I mean, this is sort of the pattern, right, with these summer heroes as it, as it has been in the past, at least after the first yeah. year. Where the and I think we talked about this last week, but the first banner is sort of like a uh, 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 Fire Emblem game focused, and then the second banner that comes out is more like last year's original content heroes. So, it wouldn't surprise me if we got sort of the uh, you know the 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 dagger and the knots and the Regans coming back this time next year in summer form. Like it, it I, it's pretty much a guarantee just based on how things have been going. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that is, uh, that is fresh. She like, she's carrying around like, a um, what appears to be a, a floating goat, like a, a, a goat floaty. Yes.
1: A goat floaty. That was a weird one. Yeah.
0: But then she transforms into a goat. So there's that as well. Yep. So like, what does she do with the goat floaty when she transforms into a goat? She just sets it aside and hopes no one takes I it.
1: Yes. These no, are the questions,
0: right? That we have to ask. Yeah,
1: th- those are the hard questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's why they brought me here to make sure we ask those those tough questions. Um, but yeah, yeah.
1: The, the goat floaty is uh, swimming around behind her in her special attack art,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: you know, right behind her. But it's not visible in her normal attack art or her uh, damaged art.
0: No, but I wonder so. if her, in her damage art, like the maybe the floaty popped or something and
1: i don't know but if you look at the goat floaty if i recall correctly it looks pretty similar to her brother's transformed version
0: huh oh that's interesting uh speaking of which let's talk about frayer the uh did i spell that wrong no it isn't spelled wrong frayer estival dreams this is not the first
1: time we've had that weird spelling um I'll, I'll try and look her up while you're talking, but someone else had that. Uh, Estival Princess was what it was, I think, mm. or something.
0: Well, uh, I will read through this. You let me know what you find out. Um, not only is Freyr the dream king of y- Yosulfheimer here, but most surprising of all, he's wearing a sim suit. That's not really surprising, Sharina. What are you doing to me? Freyr is a red beast cavalry-wielding ray dream horn. Grants attack plus three, where if unit initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally, grants attack plus six to unit. Inflicts attack minus six on foe during combat, and unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. Being a beast unit, Freyr also receives his standard beast buffs when transformed. Standard uh, cavalry beast buffs, I I believe, as Eddie had put earlier. Uh, He has a new skill in the A slot called defense slash resistance catch four. Start of combat if... Sorry, if, uh... At start of combat, if foe's HP is equal to 100% or penalty is active on foe, grants defense slash resistance plus 7 to unit during combat. At start of combat, if foe's HP is equal to 100% and penalty is active on foe, grants an additional defense slash resistance plus 2 to unit during combat. Rounding out his kit is draconic Aura as a special and lull attack slash defense 3 in the B slot. And, uh, yeah, as, uh... This Eddie was saying, this uh the brother has showed up. This is the first time we're getting him. He's not been available as a normal unit, although I don't know. Do you, you really think we'll get him as a mythic at some point? I feel like it's the ship has sailed. Looking on that
1: through one. his looking through his skills, he doesn't have any kind of mythic skill. So yeah, it seems less likely that we'll get him as a normal unit. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, I did find it, Um Alencia the Estival Princess from one of the early summer festival banners. Um, I believe she might even be a dancer. I'd have to look at her, but didn't find the actual character in my barracks. But I found her in the catalog. But yeah, spelled just like him with Estival dreams. Hmm. She's the Estival Princess Valencia. Hmm. So and and I I always thought that was a typo when I first saw it.
0: I'm sure but- it means we we should probably figure that out. But uh, it, whether it's a Fire Emblem thing or it's something we're missing from like an actual summer related festival i guess we'll just have to find out if anyone knows let us know in the discord um but my favorite hero at least my favorite intro line from the trailer that had me in stitches last uh, week was was ogma so i want to know does his kit back up his spark
1: uh well i really haven't looked at a bunch of his his, uh, his kit is he's a four-star unit so it's not amazing <laughs> i know
0: Poor Agma, But
1: Agma is a loyal soldier of Talos, having traveled with Marth at his king's order. Uh, pretty sure also to help protect Sita since she was going with Marth, but also to help Marth, and now joins in the summer banner to relax, or some other weird request from Cita that he's unfamiliar with. Uh, he joins on the banner as a blue infantry, lance infantry unit, and is the four-star focus of the banner. He wields the trident plus, which grants him attack plus 6 if he is within 3 spaces of an ally at the start of the turn, as well as an additional attack defense plus 5 if he is still within 3 spaces of an ally during combat. He does have a new threaten skill, rounding out uh, some of the combinations that might have been missing, this one being threaten speed defense, that at tier 3 it uh, debuffs enemies, by speed and defense minus four through their next actions if they are within two spaces of him at the start of the turn. He also comes with soul and tier three attack speed solo. So, it has got the weaker attack speed solo that Freya's toting with her in this banner. And, uh, you yeah, know, standard kit. No- yeah. Nothing amazingly special. He also I mean, has... threatened skill is technically new, but it's, you know... Trident skills are nothing that
0: fancy. Yeah. He also has a sword on his back, which I know is his, his yes. preferred weapon, but uh seems like he's keeping it sheathed so that he can use his trident, which I yes. mean, you know.
1: Yes, but on the bright side, while he is carrying his sword like he normally does, at least he's not like um, Raven, who is wielding his sword as an axe.
0: <laughs> yes, it could always be worse. It can always be worse. Uh, well, let's talk about the next hero, which is our harmonized duo Sita plus Plumeria sea blossom pair. Here's Sita, the Pegasus Knight and Princess of Talus, and Plumeria, the Dulcalfir from the Realm of Nightmares. Drawn together from distant worlds, the two are teaming up to soar through the summer skies. Sita and Plumeria are a harmonized duo hero and a green axe cavalry unit wielding dolphin dive axe. Enables Canto 2, which is effective. Uh, And the weapon is effective against sword lance, axe, and colorless bow, and armored foes. Grants attack plus 3. If unit initiates combat, or if unit is within 2 spaces of an ally, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus 5 during combat. Now Canto 2, after an attack, assist skill, or structure destruction, unit can move 2 spaces. They have a new skill in the B slot called Flow Refresh 3, where if unit initiates combat, neutralizes effects that prevent unit's follow-up attacks and restores 10 HP to unit after combat. Rounding out their kit is Harsh Command Plus as an assist, Attack Slash Speed, Catch 4 in the A slot, and Panic Smoke 3 in the C slot. Their Harmonized skill grants Resonance Blades, which grants Attack Slash er, Speed plus 4 during combat for one turn. And that is granted to the unit and allies from the same titles as unit, which would be, uh, Emblem heroes and mystery of the emblem, I'm guessing, or, or is she labeled as a new mystery of the emblem? Now I'm not sure. Sure.
1: I believe all of the Arcania games are labeled as new mystery of the emblem. Okay. There you go. Uh,
0: so this grants another action to ally from the highest HP that is within two spaces Uh, and has already acted, and is from the same titles as unit, excluding unit. Uh, Allies with Sing or Dance can be granted this effect as well. If multiple units meet the conditions, effects will not trigger. So keep that in mind. Um, Yeah, so this is our Harmonized Hero for this here summer banner. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say other than, you know, uh, I'm surprised Sita hasn't seen seen a, a... a summer version yet. It kind of seems weird to me. It feels like they would have done her already since she's from tied so closely to one of the most popular, uh, characters in, in, in the franchise, which is Marth. Right. So one um, of the most popular characters
1: who took five years to get a CYL version.
0: True. So, okay. Well, yeah, you put it like that. Maybe I'm, (laughs) maybe uh, I'm misremembering things.
1: And also they're trying to not, you know, over focus, uh, you know too many of the same summer u- same units on the summer banner every year other than apparently three houses at this point which i'm not complaining cuz it's the newest and i like most of the characters but you know if you look back at it um you know the first year was uh, awakening and fates uh, after that they started spreading it out a little more but if you only got two units per banner you know per year it takes a bit of time to get through people mm-hmm. And she does have the usual summer glow up, so there is that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I will note that Agma not only has the sword on his back, but he also has the sword at his side, as in his normal art as well. So he has two swords with his lance. Well,
0: okay. what he's so prepared to relax that he brought two swords along. That's um, so most people do.
1: We have our overlooked unit of the, I mean, the Tempest Trials unit of the uh, event with Norn Seaside Volunteer. Um, Norn uh, originally appeared in the remake to Shadow Dragon as a hidden unit you could get if you lost too many units in the prologue chapters. Or ignored killed Gordon when you encounter him. I think that was his name, but, you know, the archer that you get at the end of the prologue chapters. I believe if you have like less than four units when you finish the prologue, she joins up. Uh, joins as a tempest trial unit on this banner as in and a blue lance infantry. Wait, really? She isn't cavalry like all the other recent TT units? Wow. Uh, but Blue Lance Infantry Unit, she wields the shell point lance, which does the exact same thing as Augment Trident. Plus six automatic, an additional plus five, uh, if she's within three spaces. Uh, Automatic at the start of turn if she's within three spaces, and uh, during combat if she's within three spaces. Uh, And I double-checked it. They have the same exact attack powers, so I guess just two different designs for the same weapon. Uh, She has no new skills, but does come with reciprocal A, speed defense bond, and drive speed. And feels like they took that spear and put it in unpleasant places, and she got shafted. Because, I mean, I know... Tempest Trial units are sometimes iffy on their power level, but she didn't even get a, her own weapon. She got Ogma's weapon, just a different paint. Yeah. And like she got drive speed, uh, but not even the joint drive speed. It's just basic drive speed, which are were never well thought of to begin with. They can be useful. They have their places, but, mm. you know. And I'm sure you could eventually... You could build her up if she's your favorite unit, and I hope people are happy with her, because I think it is a very good design. Uh, hassling about Sita and Sita's design, this is a very nice outfit and design in her art. But it's, you know, she really didn't even get a weapon. Just grabbed, a, you know, grabbed Agma's weapon and put a she- seashell at the tip instead of a trident. But... Mm-hmm. So apparently I did look it up estival means belonging to or appearing in
0: summer. Oh. So well, that's nice. That's yeah. a good way to end it. Uh good way to end the segment. Thank you for uh looking into that. I might start using that. Just summer. I've I might have to double check the definition just so I fully understand it, but yeah, estival. That sounds cool. I'm glad it's a word. I'm glad we can stop assuming <laughs> It's a typo, but, uh, I'm sure we're not alone. I'm sure we're not alone. Um, but I, anyway, I, I know some of the summer heroes have, have let you down, especially Norn with her duplicate weapon here, but let's,
1: but the Tempest Trial
0: was unique in that it was
1: a special new thing they're doing and to go with it, uh, we got some other stuff to discuss.
0: Yeah. I was going to say this will cheer you up. We got, uh, we got, so there's a lot of weird books, book two stuff happening, And it is all to do with this Ice and Flame storyline they're doing. Um, Intelligent Systems is ready to continue where Book 2 left off, starting with the current Tempest Trials event, which is running right now for the uh, Summer Dreams, I believe is the banner name. Yeah, Summer's Dream Tempest Trials event. Um, This is titled Ice and Flame. The story will be told in multiple parts and is currently being supported by some, let's say, interesting YouTube videos. First of those is a 3D chibi recap of the book two story. And next is the way too frozen inspired musical where Fjorm sings her sings her a little heart out. Ice and Flame 2 will be available in August sometime after the version 5.8 update. Um It'd be available yeah. on the 6th. Oh, okay. So exactly on the 6th. Yeah. Cause I guess we have the calendar oh. now. So we'll know.
1: Yeah. We have the calendar and as is normal with the, uh, Summer slash, uh, brave heroes. Um, the special heroes of August are at the start of the month, so we have the Tempest trial date listed on the calendar we currently have. So, are,
0: are the brave heroes special heroes? I was trying to remember that. I thought they brave were brave like... heroes. Are new heroes. Okay, so it's not. And
1: brave heroes are usually the second banner in August. So normally, from I think maybe it's. I don't remember when it switches back, but for the first half of the year, you have the first banner of a month is a new hero banner. Second banner is a special heroes banner. But in summer, because there's two uh, sets of summer heroes, they do them back to back and they then do another, at least for a couple more, for a little bit longer. In August, they do the special heroes at the start of the month and the brave heroes at the second half of the month. But they are new heroes. Brave heroes are new heroes go into the normal pool, which is why, you know, other than with the sparking feature, if they do that again this year, uh, it's often not worth it to overspend on the Brave Banner because they'll be in the normal pool afterwards as opposed to special heroes.
0: You know, back to this Ice and Flame stuff, um, I'll say this. Like, the first video when it popped up, I thought it was a a fun one to watch. It was a very creative way to recap the story and, and very cute. Um And honestly, was cool.
1: It was very cute and creative. It didn't recap the story. It did, but it didn't. It yeah, did recap recap the story that was important to why they're talking about this.
0: That that's a very that's a very good point. Because in in
1: the little chibi art, you know, dead Gunthra appears and gives Fjorm the spear. It gives no indication of making any kind of deal, which is what the whole storyline here is about the deal that you know if made maid that would kill her to stop uh her, is coming to fruition or to its end point you know mm-hmm. and it gives you no hint of that in the uh chibi art. it's cute it's very well done just doesn't actually
0: explain why we're doing this special tempest trial for it does the frozen musical explain it because i feel like it doesn't explain it
1: no, it doesn't. It just gives you indications that she's uh, madly in love with someone, possibly the summoner, possibly Alphonse. But I mean, definitely looks like she's singing at
0: the summoner at the end of that thing. So, yeah, Fjorm is madly in love with you. Definitely, I, I definitely caught that. I so I was scrolling through Twitter and they post these videos usually like ten, nine, ten o'clock Eastern, and I come across the video. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And I start, I start playing and. You're talking to someone who's watched a lot of Frozen over the last, you know, couple of years, and I watched this. Why? Because I have a daughter who's obsessed with yeah, it. You have
1: kids. Yeah,
0: and not no, no yeah, I should clarify. Yeah, it doesn't not, have to be daughter. It can be just kids. No, that's true. Caden really likes it as well. Um, it doesn't have to be daughter. You're you are correct, and they're good films. Don't get me wrong. Um, but not when you tonight, watch them a lot. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's a lot, but when I watched this video, I literally and I feel bad saying this. I literally laughed out loud and I couldn't finish it because it just it came. It was such a surprise, and like it's not the CG in this is sort of coming up close to what you would expect from a from an a book intro video, but I think it just misses the quality by just just a tad, and kind of sits in between like the book intros and that like weird, you know, let's three D animate the news stuff that you kind of see. Mm-hmm. It's not quite that bad. It's not quite I, that good, the but art it's weird. It
1: seemed equivalent to what we saw with that whole uh half mid chapter video Fallen King or whatever the special king or for this one and they've been doing for a while. Seems similar to all of those, you know, weird rock music videos and other stuff they're doing for the stories.
0: Mm -hmm. It just felt awkward.
1: And I... And I'm not a singer. I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so she probably did far better than I could ever do. But I had to put on captions to
0: understand what she was saying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a singer either, and I'm not going to sit here and critique her singing ability. But there were there were moments where the song really worked for me. Then there are moments where it does fall pretty flat. And yep. but but at the end of the day, you're right. Like the message we can take away from uh, both these videos is that book two is back with a vengeance. They're gonna wrap up that story. Um Eddie, I don't know if you experienced it, but Yep,
1: they've taken the end of that story and gone and made as even less sense out of it. <laughs> All right, so you have played it. Because it goes it goes from it goes from Fjorm made a deal, I guess with Niffle, we never said who, made a promise, and it would kill her. Now apparently, it's a promise that in the future she would come back and allow herself to be killed. So instead of doing it right away, she waited until she got attached to everyone, and maybe there was a deadline, and she's reached that deadline, and she's come back, she's summoned Niffle to complete the promise she made, and now we're attacking Niffle. Wait,
0: what? Right. So we're trying to save Fjorm, basically. Are we? I don't know. Because no one discussed anything. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, well, we, we, we so... open
1: with, we with Fjorm, you know, running off on her own, re- reciting some ritual, agreeing to pay the price to Nifl, Yilgur uh, showing up with and her cough reappearing, and. You know, if you're just saying, oh, nothing, just a slight chill, and you'll just, like, in the middle of this hot summer, and that's the yeah, entire story, then suddenly you're fighting the Travestor and the final boss is Niffle.
0: Mm-hmm. So we got a new unit. We got a new fey unit. OC unit. Do you think she'll be the next mythic hero that's coming in just a couple weeks?
1: I think she's going to be a Thorin. Well, I don't think she's going to be the next mythic hero, but I guess they might do that,
0: yeah. but...
1: I think she's like Thor and Loki. We still don't have a Thor, and we only got we really only got Loki because, uh, you know, Brave demands.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: the pull, the I pull demands. I think Niffl and I guess there's also Muspel out there too, are like Thor and Loki. Right. Possibly not exactly
0: the same. Maybe I don't know. But and maybe this book, this story being titled Ice and Flame, we could see Muspel at some point. Uh, in, in maybe part two, who knows. You're right, though. Yeah, I
1: mean, Ice and Flame sort of works because it's, you know, a continuation, and this is happening, you know, what's going on with Fiorm and Nifl is happening because of Flame. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, is it Lagern, yeah, Lagern's the one who lived, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, no, Lagern was the sister. Levitain. I wouldn't it, it... be surprised if Levitain appears in part two. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how many parts it is. Just the next part will happen in August in the 5.8 update beginning of next
0: month. Good stuff. Well, uh, look forward to more Book 2 fun as Ice and Flame continues next month. And that is going to wrap up our Fae portion of the show as we head into the Outrealm gate. So tonight on Game Club, we are going to be talking about various paralogs that are available in Part Two of uh, Three Houses, the Verdant Wind, aka Claude Route. Um, and you know we've got six of them to chat about. And I know I've just I've just dated how many we're going to talk about, but we're going to do six. It's happening. We we prepared. We went through all these, and uh, here we are. So without further delay, that I am clearly doing. Uh, We're going to talk about foreign land and sky. Bernadetta is enjoying some stillness in the library when Petra and Bailiff show up. After sort of but not really debating if a closed room or an open sky is better, Petra asks Bernadetta to accompany her in helping with dealing with threats that Edelgard is sending to prevent soldiers from Brigid coming to help us, Uh, in this case help Claude and his gang. With encouragement from Byleth, Bernadetta agrees. During the battle, you can rescue some allies that had been captured, and at a certain point, Hubert shows up. That lovable scamp. Upon finishing the map, Petra goes to talk with her grandfather while the rest wait in case more enemies are around. While waiting, Bernadetta expresses that the forest does have its charms and her fascination with carnivorous plants. Upon Petra's return, she lets you know her grandfather has agreed to help you as it is a chance for the country to improve its current situation which leads to her and Bernadetta discussing their positive traits. Um, I will say this. I love Petra, I love Bernadetta, and I love a good map that lets you cream Hubert. So as soon as he <laughs> shows up, he was done. Dead. Oh yeah. Well, it's fun dead.
1: to beat on Hubert.
0: Couldn't kill him, of course, but which is
1: kind of funny, all things considered, but that's outside game stuff.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's uh, so it was. It, it's a good map. Um, I feel from what I remember of the map, uh, I struggle a little bit because there's a lot of reinforcements that pop up. Um, the objective really feels like is to get Petra to the other side, but it quickly becomes, Nah, you got to kill everybody.
1: It's, it's a false objective. It's you know. Oh, get everyone to the other side. But once you get uh, Petra too close to that end thing or kill all the other enemies, if you don't, you know, just run Petra towards it, Hubert and friends show up. And I have to say, as much as I love beating on Hubert, I have a lot more respect for uh, him and his voice actor. But not that I didn't have a lot of respect for them. But now that I've actually had some encounters with Robbie Damon outside of just Hubert, it's amazing his skill. Looking at Hubert and how much I love to hate Hubert.
0: <laughs> yes, well, that is the true art of voice acting and acting in general. Oh, yes yeah. uh, You know, hate the character, not the, not the actor. That is the most important no. thing to remember here. Uh, I hold no ill will to Hubert's but voice acting.
1: Sure, there are plenty in Discord who will say that they've already known the choice of Robbie Damon from before, because I think there were some who said that he was one of their favorite voice actors when he was announced as being Hubert. Oh. so.
0: What's, what else is but, he from that I would know him from?
1: I don't know what else voice acting wise, but um, I watch Critical Role or listen to Critical Role and they're in between uh, campaigns. So they're doing a small mini side series where Robbie Damon is one of the uh, voice actors playing in it. So, Oh, interesting. Yep. I'll
0: hmm. have to check that out. He's playing a
1: completely different character than Hubert <laughs>
0: A nice guy, maybe. Oh yeah, that's good. Good to hear.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, that was a fun one. I I really liked the yeah. map. Um, uh, eventually, yeah, there. You know, you you have to be mindful that there are a couple of like lines that you'll cross in the map that will trigger oh, yeah. more reinforcements. So you, I had to use the time, timey wimey rules a couple times.
1: Oh yeah, and if you pay attention, it's not the only time we encounter this map this week, hmm.
0: but. Is it the next one, or is it further on?
1: No, it's further down, but the next one we have is Eternal Guardian. This one, you have to have Rhea to play. Wait, no, Rhea's kidnapped. Well, oh, for whatever reason, this one's still here. Um, Claude finds a note for Byleth left by Rhea that tells of a gift to help Byleth left in the holy tomb, holy tomb, but warns of a defensive trap to prevent thieves. Upon reaching the tomb, you find a bunch of phantom fighters and three giant moving statues. Like the ones encountered in Cindered Shadows. Probably the models used for the ones in Cindered Shadows, Shadows. And probably the same exact units type thing. Upon defeating the Phantom Commanders, you find the treasure and get out of the tomb before more of those things show up. More Phantom soldiers or, you know, giant statues show up. Moving statues. And Claude has even more questions for Ray after seeing the intricacy of the trap. And uh, you, you know, find out that the treasure is the Seraph Shield which is a special shield linked to the Crest of Saris. So, which I'm guessing has no bonuses for having that crest because no one can actually have that crest.
0: Unless, no, there's, yeah, there's nobody that has that crest. And um, as
1: far as I know, the only character in the game playable is, or not even playable, the only character in the game with the Crest of Saris is Rhea herself. Yeah. Which you never get to play as.
0: I'll admit, I looked it up to see who I should give the shield to, and it's like, oh yeah, uh, Rhea has this as a major crest. And I'm like, well, thanks. Thanks guys. That's helpful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think this one, I think the shield doesn't say
1: like many of the others do, um, effect increased with crest effect increased with crest, uh, because Ray is the only one who has that crest and you can't play as her. Mm-hmm. So
0: I will say this, that, you know, Ray is saying, Oh, I've there's traps to protect, uh, this item or whatever, or this treasure. And it's like, it's not, I get it. Yeah, it's 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 a room filled with enemies. There are no. I was not going in expecting like, you it, know, it's fl- a
1: fire emblem, quote unquote trap. The only other way it would have happened is is after you cross a certain point, the enemies appeared. But
0: well, I was half expecting like floor traps and you know floor switches and stuff, but they they there's true. none of that. And maybe it's just coding. They never coded
1: in actual floor traps into the game because. There might be some that where this happened, but I can't think of many where you actually have traps. Most of the uh, floor things are beneficial, that I recall,
0: or terrain where it's on fire. But mm-hmm. There's been a couple yeah. of those, for sure. Yeah, this, uh, th- this one was a bit more straightforward, like kind of push through, take out all the enemies. I, I didn't really struggle with it, and I was kind of hoping... Yeah. There is a bit more to the mystery, like a bit more unveiled about Rhea and why she kept this like there's really no there's no payoff outside of like hey, you get the the shield of Saros type thing, right yep. unless I'm forgetting it
1: no, not in this one
0: mm-hmm.
1: however, in the one unique uh map that uh Golden Deer gets in verdant winds uh there is actually
0: some. Uh, More story. Hmm. Is it perhaps the next one? The Sleeping Sand Legend? Yep. Perfect. I
1: I can't think of another one, but I think this is the only unique map that uh, Vernon Wind gets. I think Black Eagles get two and um, Blue Lions get three. Or Azir Moon gets three.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, the uh, unique... Uh, Verdon Wind map is on Sleeping Sand legend. Byleth finds Claude in the library reading the Church of Saros sanctioned version of the biography of the four saints. He explains that Saint Masul uh, was an accomplished blacksmith who created powerful weapons used by Saros and the ten elites. Accounts conflict as to his final fate, with some claiming he died in the Battle of Teltian. And others claiming he left Fodland for a sea to the east. Claude speculates that if the latter story is true, that Maswell may have ended up in the Harang region, uh, where ruins worshipping a sacred beast came from the sea are located. He asked Byleth to accompany him to the Sarang uh, in the hopes of finding sacred weapons. When the Laster forces reach Strang, an enormous sentient demonic beast known as the Windcaller challenges them to defeat it to claim the treasure. Byleth and Claude engage in a three-way battle with the Windcaller and a small group of grave robbers and emerge victorious, and the Windcaller falls into a deep slumber. Claude finds the sword of Belgata. Belgalta? and claims it as his prize, but laments that they couldn't find more knowledge about St. Masul. Byleth theorizes that the Windcaller may have been Masul himself, leading Claude to wonder if it is connected to the Immaculate One, which is the dragon we saw at the end of Part 1, which is, as we know, Rhea. So, well, oh, I guess we don't know that, but...
1: So, do you play uh, with, your, with the voices silenced?
0: no but i'm terrible remembering names it's it, if that's okay
1: <laughs> I, I, okay well, you, you got straying after the first time but mac is mentioned multiple times in the paralog so
0: i i will say i'm terrible with names and uh that's my defense i'm going with but you're right um this is all voice acted i'm not playing muted i just terrible at it's important to correct me, though, because that's how not I learned.
1: Not the first time. i just riving you a little bit about it. But, yeah, it, you
0: know. So, it's Masuul? And I'll admit,
1: like, Mekweel.
0: Mekweel. Okay. Mcqueel, And it's Serang, so the the S is pronounced. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah, pretty
1: sure Serang. You know, that one I'm less certain on, but Mcqueel, I'm pretty sure on. Just like Keyhole, not Sichul, you know. Sitchel. Did I say Sichul? Which one is that? Or is that no, something else? No, that one wasn't mentioned. Okay, okay, okay. But the... One that setteth most like the saint that setteth most likely is is keyhole C I C
0: H O L. Right, you know. So these maps that we're going to talk about, there's a couple of them. Um, I think there's four of them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're they feature these Pretty big. I can
1: think of, but
0: yeah, they, they feature these big uh, monsters, and they talk to you, and that's always a surprise to the characters whenever they talk to you, and. I completely missed this in my past playthrough and did not do any of these. So these are all new to me and honestly are required playing for this game.
1: Didn't recruit Leone. You wouldn't see hers, which is the legend of the lake. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to have both Leone and Linhart to get that one. Uh, So if like in blue lions, if you didn't recruit, recruit both of them, you wouldn't see this one. In Black Eagles, if you did not recruit Leone, you would not get this one, that one. Uh, The other one is Marianne is the only one needed, but if you didn't recruit her, you wouldn't see that one. And this one is only possibly ever in this one because it's Claude's unique paralogue. So, you know, uh, and I was commenting how this one only has one unique paralogue because you can recruit Hilda in the Blue uh, Lions missions and if you choose the church route you can recruit Hilda so you can get uh the Hilda one in other routes uh but to do in um to do has a paralog that you can only get in Blue Lions and Annette's paralog can only be gotten in Blue Lions cuz you also have to have Gilbert who is exclusive to part 2 of Blue Lions to get that paralog uh, as well as Dimitri's unique one and then Hubert and Edelgard each have a unique uh mission in black eagle's crimson flowers. So mm-hmm. uh but if you bring flane and seteth into this map in the legend of the lake map you'll get unique dialogue if they attack uh the boss the big giant uh nine square beast uh when flane attacks him uh it's the same uh thing as the legend of the lake one which we'll go over a little bit more but um uh Maquil starts recognizes her saying her face takes him back, and she has not changed since he last saw her. Uh, and it is, he is quite happy to see Seth, at which point Flane interrupts and said, Be quiet, Uncle. Keep quiet, Uncle. And then he's like, well, What's the rush, Seth? Uncle, keep quiet, is what Saint Flane interrupts with. So Flane calls him Uncle, and he starts to call her Seth. C-E-T-H. And if you recall, the, the four saints are St. Saint Sethlene, as Claude pointed out at the beginning of this map, St. Cethleen, St. Saint Keyhole, St. Uh, Macwheel, and St. Indec. So, pretty much straight up tells you, if you bring Flane in, that Flane is Cethleen. And since, uh, if you recall from the Seth and Flane paralog in part one, um, Flane and Seth are father and daughter, and St. Keyhole was the father of St. Cethleen uh when you attack with sedeth he asks sedeth if these are his companions which has confirms that they are them know that saros is in a precarious position to which mequiel says he will not assist as humans in this war disgusts him uh when byleth attacks after speculating how long it has been hundreds of years thousands uh he comments that byleth has the stink of Sothis upon them and wants to know if you share her power and when Claude attacks, he says he smells the detestable ten elites and asks who, you know, who you are, who we are, to which Claude tells him he's the grandson of the grandson of the grandson of uh, the elite Regan. Uh, so distant descendant of elite Regan. And Macquill. I, I mean, sorry, the Windcaller, states that he is the enemy of his family and those with the blood of the ten elites cannot be permitted to live. So you probably got the Claude one, unless you never attacked him with Claude.
0: I got the Claude one, I got the Byleth one. Um, I, ca- yes. I really wish I had brought Sedith and Flane along. They are they ne- are sorely in need of, of leveling, so uh, they were not present. Um, but this this stuff here is like, it's really cool to see this play uh, out. It's unfortunate that it is in a paralogue, but it, but it also kind of makes sense, because it's secondary to the main story, which is yeah, the war with Edelgard. So I see both sides of of the of the conundrum here, but it is really mm-hmm. cool that uh, it's these it's are world saints. building, yeah, you know there's something weird
1: with with uh, Seth and Flane, and this gives you a little more details of that, but you can go through the entire story, not finding out any of those details because that's not important to the story they're telling. This is just some background of the world, you yeah. know. And it makes sense that you'll encounter all of the, you're more likely to encounter all of these in the um, Vernon Wynn one because Claude is always digging into all this stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Um, I was going to say that uh, is the idea that the saints are, were they created by the god of Saros? Were they, um, are they a different type of being because they they are able to transform that, into these beasts
1: that's where the world building fails because yeah. they, they i don't think they ever really explain that um i'm not 100 percent certain but i think excuse me later on they explain the 10 elites in saros at least whether the saints are the same thing as saros or something different or something more akin to the 10 elites i do not know and if it doesn't explain i'll explain what i've heard I'm pretty sure that gets explained later on in the story here. So, you know, kind of when we get there, we'll go over it type thing. Uh, but the next one we have is another one where we have another one of the saints, or possibly another one of the saints. Uh, the Legend of the Lake. Byloth and Linhart find Neoni repairing a damaged bag of hers, and she explains she was forced to borrow a significant amount of her money, money from her own village son of... Uh, in order to afford tuition at the Officers' Academy, and is currently deep in debt. Uh, not only did she have to borrow the money to uh, afford tuition, she also had to bo- borrow the money to pay off a lord to recommend her, because uh, apparently that's how it works in the Alliance. Linhart recounts a legend that states a holy weapon that does not require a crest to wield is hidden at Lake Tutates. Uh, Leonik intrigued Brauby, Spilith and Linhart into accompanying her into an expedition uh, upon realizing that the weapon that Linhart was offering is free of charge if she can go to the lake and claim it. Once they arrive at the lake, the group is in, confronted by a gargantuan turtle creature called the Immovable, who challenges them to overcome its trial in order to earn the holy weapon. Byleth and their companions battle their way through a platoon of illusionary soldiers and defeat the Immovable, who grants them the sacred bow, the inexhaustible, uh, which we, which is tied to the crest of Indek, which uh, Bernadetta has already, as a reward. Afterwards, Leone decides she is not yet worthy of the bow and gives it to Byleth for safekeeping. Uh, Linhart suspects that the move, the immovable, may actually be Saint Indeck. And in order to further, you know, hint and indicate that, uh, if you bring Seth in Flame along, you you have, they have special dialogue with Mister Magic Beast, as Leone calls him. Seth talks about him holding back and thanks him for it leading the immovable to comment that his power has waned over the years and all he has power to do is mess mess with humans who come uh, in the immovable, or Saint Indec, uh, is excited to see Flain for he has always wanted to meet Seth. Uh, Flain is less excited keeps interrupting, calling him uncle again. Same exact dialogue from Flain on these. Keep quiet, uncle, you know, and when he <laughs> says it again, you know, she's like, keep quiet more urgently, you know, keeps starts calling her Seth you know, C-E-T-H. Huh. He also recognizes Byleth as potentially the incarnation of Sothis. Uh, Linhart and um, Leone also have unique dialogue when they attack him. Uh, Linhart speculates on who he is. Uh, and the immovable says, you are better off not knowing. And I forget exactly what Leone said. says, but it's like, if we beat you, will you give us... Or some, Grant our exactly. wish or something. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah it's pretty standard so. I, I again like I, I i feel bad that i'm playing these for the first time and i and i know even on this show we've talked about sort of the 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 deeper world building of three houses and i think you explained mm-hmm. a little bit about the saints and who flane and seteth are and um doing these maps i think really explains it. and i'm glad we're doing all of them um, in in sort of a, a chunk because they are very related in that you're you're fighting these saints, um, in sort of the Immaculate One sort of form. But yeah, it's it's really good stuff. And this one was uh, this one was a, a little more uh, tougher because there's like it's I think there's a fog of war, and yes. there are like branching paths with dead one, ends. One of and stuff. two
1: wonderful fog of war maps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, the branching paths with dead ends—that's less of an issue because you can see the map, the actual ground underneath the fog. It's just random enemies popping up.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it was a fun one, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'll say this: like, uh, I, I think Linhart is just so lazy, and the fact that we, we actually, in the lore, carried him to the mission and they and it wasn't just a joke they literally carried him um and 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 carried him in in my playthrough because he's a low level
1: they never they never 100% say that you carried
0: him oh it's it's in there i'm i would not be... like i'm not because, surprised
1: come on i'll carry you if i have to we'll take turns yeah but then so you get never there and he's actually asleep. confirm they never actually confirm that you actually carry him but you're right she's like wake up linhart when you get there i mean for me his character i had him as a mounted unit so he could have been sleeping in the saddle with someone leading
0: the reins for all i know i choose to believe that he was carried and he is a lazy butt and he needs to i also love that he interrupts leone at the end where leone's like so do we get a treasure now and linhart's like no shut up i'm gonna like he he literally cuts her off in a very rude way and says i've got this you know he still gives the weapon to leone but it was i thought pretty rude
1: Linhardt is a unique character. He comes off as lazy, and I'm not going to deny that he definitely has some level of laziness to him, but he's a hard worker when he's actually working. He doesn't care about feelings, which is why he is being nice, but as rude as all get out at the end there, you know? He's like, y- you're not going to handle this right. I know what I'm doing, so let me handle this. But he's rude about it, because he's because he's not, you know, ignoring Leone. He's just like, I, I can handle this proper, better than you can, or whatever. Whether he's right or not, one could debate. But, you know, what he asked for is for something for Leone, not for himself. So, he- he's unique. <laughs>
0: he's very unique.
1: He's a, he's a special snowflake.
0: Yes, he is. Well, our third map that features, or our third paralogue that features an Immaculate One Well, This is not an Immaculate One, and there is no special dialogue
1: for Flane and Seth in this one. Oh, really? Uh, But this is the Forgotten Hero Paralogue. Uh, Marianne is accosted by a Crest Scholar, who, accusing her of transforming into a wandering beast at night and eating innocent civilians. After Byleth drives them off, Marianne explains that her previously unidentified is the Crest of Maurice, also known as the Crest of the Beast. Uh, I don't know if you actually looked at it. After this Paralogue is completed. You actually, it actually changes the name from Mystery Crest to Crest of Maurice or Crest of the beast, uh in game. Maurice was a hero who fought alongside Nemesis and ten, the 10 Elites. Uh, originally, there were 12 Elites, Nemesis, the 10 Elites, and Maurice, uh, who only to turn into a demonic beast in a manner similar to Miklans' fate five years prior. He had to be put down by his former comrades, and his name was erased from history, and his bloodline was thought to have been wiped out uh or nearly wiped out ever since the crest of Marisa has become known as a cursed crest and turns any bearer into a wandering beast eventually Explain her, explaining her extremely mild manner demeanor and self-loathing violeth marianne and Cameron set out to kill the beast wandering beast to clear her name group ventures into the forest marley wounds the wandering beast who thanks him for ending his its thousand year nightmare and bequeaths the hero's relic Bloop gang before perishing the scholar before from before returns recognized Blue King and realizing that the wandering beast was Maurice himself the entire time, apologizes and departs now at peace with herself. Marianne thanks Byleth for their aid
0: so yeah i was you're you're right I was wrong so this is a this, this is a character is who is linked to the elites. elites yeah,
1: yeah, he wasn't a saint, he was an elite because uh, like mentioned, there were twelve elites the uh Nemesis, Maurice and the other 10, but I don't know if Maurice left before the other elites turned on the saints or, you know, after and ran off after, but I think it was before they turned on the saints and, and Sophos.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering but. if maybe the their ability to to turn into these beasts is more is more in line with their crests, right? Or at least in the, in this case it's related to the crests, but it's hard to say. Like yeah. we don't we don't know if Marianne's running around uh, as a werewolf, right? Like that's
1: Pretty sure she isn't. And it's entirely possible that from what she learned about Maurice and all this, she's at peace and maybe has prevented herself from reaching that point. I don't know. I think there's a good part of why the people who had the Crest of Maurice would eventually turn into wandering beasts because they were fighting their crest, not understanding it, and I guess her talking with the beast because uh, she's able to talk with the beast. She's able to walk up and talk with the beast without it attacking. If anyone else gets too close, it starts attacking. It cannot control its uh, you know, blood for battle. So, But she's able to walk up and chat with it. So maybe that helps her understand herself more. And maybe will prevent her from eventually becoming so. Or has come to accept it more. But yeah, it explains why she is so self alone Knowing that she is doomed to eventually turn into... A monster, but it also explains why she's able to talk to animals.
0: That is, that is, a that very is good one point.
1: of the little thing throughout her support conversations is that she can actually maybe not straight up talk the same language, but she can actually understand uh, what animals are saying or trying to say. Huh. So, that is a really good point. It's just the crest of the beast that you know connects her to beasts
0: and animals. Mm-hmm. So, it's good stuff. Uh, all right, well, we got one more paralogue to discuss, yes. and uh, this is one I, I was not able to do. Because this one requires Lysithia and Ferdinand, yep. which you did not
1: recruit Ferdinand, so you did not get this one.
0: Ferdie's we, dead.
1: Yep, we start with Duke Iyer running from someone and something when he gets surrounded by rogues who are pissed at him for how he handled the tel- territory while in jail for the past five years. Uh, Maybe before they were upset about how he handled it before, and it's unclear on how far back their anger goes. Uh, We fade out with Duke Iyer's screams as they advance on him. We then jump to Ferdinand and Lysithia as they are at the monastery discussing tea and sweets when a soldier comes with news for Ferdinand that his father had escaped from Anbar after being held there for many of the five years and has resurfaced in the Hrim Territory. Lysithia recognizes the territory name and is surprised Ferdinand does not know anything about the territory. Ferdinand explains that while he was trained to handle most of the IR territory, his father specifically did not want him dealing with rim at all, which clearly explains why he would never listen to rumors or news about such a territory. Sorry, I'm a little I guess I was a little salty when I was writing this up. And <laughs> Lysithia agrees to that the more important thing right now is to try and find out what happened to the Duke. Uh, and she can probably able to rate uh, Ferdinand for his lack of knowledge later. Um, upon arrival and people riding all around the town, you can travel to certain houses to protect the citizens. I believe there are four houses that um, if you place a unit on the uh, blue square or in front of the square, so enemy units can't reach uh, it, they say thank you and you have saved them, and you get a bonus for at the end of the map if you save all of them. Uh, upon defeating one of the bosses, he mentions having killed and robbed a rich guy, whom Ferdinand realizes was probably his father. After finishing, Lysithia apologizes for not knowing how to respond to Ferdinand's loss. And he says it is alright, he does not know what happened here, but is sure his father got what he deserved. Back at the monastery, they discuss the rebellion that Lysithia's vam- family was involved in. Uh, we heard a bit about this at the end of last chapter, uh, and what happened as a fallout. Um, including Duke Iyer, was put in charge of him and imposed extra harsh taxes on him. And after Duke Iyer was removed, Lord Arundel took over, uh, Edgard's uncle, if you don't remember him, uh, and imposed even harsher taxes and started uh, conscripting people, and anyone who refused was killed, all in the name of Duke Iyer, which I guess explains why, you know, uh, they didn't realize he was in jail because it was being done in his name. Ferdinand understands that he was not a villain, but went the wrong way, and it is up to Ferdinand to atone for his father's mistakes. Uh, which Lysithia suggests one way to help him atone for
0: his father's mistakes is to get her sweets for the tea. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's uh, very touching. Um, I wonder, I would have had Ferdinand and Lysithia in my Black Eagles playthrough. Is this not available on that side? Maybe not. Yeah. I, I I might not just i might just not be remembering it because
1: yeah I can't remember of... I can't remember if I got this one during the Black Eagles playthrough because I had everyone in Black Eagles as well, so
0: so what was it called? Crimson flower it was retribution uh it is not available uh in the black Eagles playthrough okay, so it is only it uh, should
1: be available in the Blue Lions as your moon one as well though.
0: Yeah, so it's Blue Lion, um, so, sorry, it's it's Silver Snow, Azure Moon, and Verdant Wind.
1: So Yeah, so if you're not working with Edelgard, I guess if, if um, you stay with Edelgard, uh, either Ferdinand is actually put directly in charge and it doesn't get as bad as it is, or yeah. you know, you just never find out about it. I don't know. It's been a while. For all I know, if uh, Ferdinand joins up with Edelgard he might release his father. I don't, and you know, cause Ferdinand convinces him to work with her.
0: In mm-hmm.
1: well, a while, I don't remember the exact details of all that, but yeah, it kind of feels like it would be awkward if you were working with Edelgard to go through this <laughs> paralogue as well. So it makes sense that it's not there. Yeah, it does make sense.
0: Uh, all right. Well, that pretty much wraps up all the paralogues that are available in part two. So uh, going forward, assuming none pop up later on. Uh, I I think I did look into it, and we did all the ones that that are there, although I could be wrong. Um, We shall see as we continue down the Game Club route. But next episode, uh, not next week, but uh, the week after, we will be doing Chapter 18 of uh, Three Houses, Part 2, Verdant Wind, and yes, Chapter 18. And uh, you can look forward to that um but that is going to do it for our episode of summoners call this week you can visit us on the web at gamers in com slash Fay. email the show Faye gamers in check out the Fire Emblem channel in the gamers in discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord you can also follow us on twitter you can find me at r murphy eddie at draw and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates be sure to check out serenesforce.net our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information it's going to do it for this episode of summoner's call have a great week and happy summoning